Welcome back, everybody, to the Comic-Con Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 27. And like always, you got your two greatest hosts, two most legendary hosts of all time. Myself, Zach, a.k.a. The Manimal, and my buddy Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. What's going on out in Jersey, bro? Oh, well, you know, nothing like going live. And just before we go live here on the, the podcast, we have those fun little emails that you get from uh, eBay. And, uh, of course, Zach already knows what I'm talking about. I just got a nice message from an eBay buyer that they received one of my statues that I sent to them broken, which I think is complete horseshit. But to each his own, we're going to have to go. We're going to fight through eBay. We're going to fight through the buyer and the seller. And we're going to see what happens because uh, I pack my stuff immaculate for anybody who, of course, listens to this and knows my whatnot sell sales between slabs and everything else. You know how I pack. So I'm pretty sure this statue that I sent to this person was in immaculate condition. But I think they're claiming BS on me. So What's funny is uh, <clears throat> we had set up the stream here, and I don't know how many of you guys listening is f- are familiar with how StreamYard works, but I'm sure you are with like Zoom or whatever. So I was already in the room waiting for Justin to join up so we could get started. <laughs> and he joins in. Just, the first word out of his mouth is the F word. And he's just like super angry. I'm like, oh, God, what do we, what do we got in store right now? So Yeah. Kind of funny. Fun way to start. Uh, yeah but it's good man happy uh post fourth of july i hope everyone had a great uh three-day yeah. weekend if you had off and uh you know thanks so much for checking out the podcast for this week yeah um we had a fun weekend i mean you had a bunch of whatnot sales and then we did a little comic-con podcast whatnot takeover which was a lot of fun uh, yeah we Saturday. appreciate everybody stopping by as well yeah, that was definitely for that that was cool we hopefully want to do more of those um but yeah so anyway, we're going to jump right in. We've got quite a few articles we're going to talk about today. No community news this week, but um, I'm sure we'll have some more by some point next week or whatever. But um, we'll go ahead and jump in. We'll start with some comic book news. First off, let's do with some X-Men news. So <clears throat> if you've been reading X-Men titles right now, um, obviously all the uh, Dawn of X stuff, Age of X is going on, Reign of X. And recently we had a little five-part miniseries about Sabretooth. And so a little backstory on Krakoa now, if you break the law, you basically get put in inside Krakoa in what's kind of the jail. They open it up and you put in like some kind of a limbo where you just are not dead. You're not alive. You're kind of in like suspended animation inside Krakoa. Well, Sabretooth has been there since the beginning of Krakoa for breaking one of the laws. And, um, and during his little miniseries, you find out there's some other members who have also, or other mutants who have been put down in this little prison. And in the last issue of the miniseries, we kind of have a, what looks to be like somewhat of a revival of the Hellions team, which we previously had a Hellions title as well. But it looks like some of these mutants that were in this prison were let loose by uh, Cypher, Doug Ramsey, and they're supposed to hunt down Sabretooth. So it was a good little fun five-issue series. And what I really liked about it was the characters that are involved are not your mainstay characters by any means. I mean, you got really low-key, like, I'm going to name some guys, and I bet you Justin doesn't know any of these characters. <laughs> Necra, Oya, Melter, Third Eye, and Madison Jeffries, right? Any of them? No, 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 and no. Maybe Box. Do you remember the guy Box? That's Madison Jeffries. He's probably the most <laughs> well-known out of them. No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so they're joined by Nanny and Orphan Maker, as well as Toad, which I'm sure you know Toad. Of course, yes. So they're all kind of let loose and they're supposed to hunt down Sabretooth and um, punish him somehow, which is Ram Doug Ramsey cipher kind of talks about as being like worse than death. So check it out. Sabretooth one through five, really cool. And then they're going to kickstart a new series moving forward. Um, man, what's the, 
called. I don't know what I, they gave a title for, but I can't remember right now. But um, really cool stuff. Like I said, it's kind of lesser known characters, which I think has been the highlight of this Krakoa age, in my opinion, as bringing out kind of moving away from like your the, the X-Men we always get, you know what I mean? And getting like some stories on some of these other characters that are great as well. So check that out. X-Men stuff is awesome right now, and it's just going to get better and better, in my opinion. How's the so, uh, Hellfire Gala? Has that started? That no, that's out? actually coming up um, soon. So this year, last year, remember they did like a, it was like multiple issues. Yeah, like and you had to like vote. Crossover had around to vote, all yeah. of them. This one's just going to be a one shot. Um, okay. And I think it's, it's we're in July. Fuck. Um, yeah. So yeah, sometime this month that issue comes out. I don't know if it's okay. possibly next week, actually. But, oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what it is? Like, I remember growing up in the 90s and reading all like the X books, and I always mm-hmm. liked how they all are intertwined and like you right. could really just for Marvel, you could just read all the different X titles and you don't need to get venture out into anything else. And oh, like, yeah. that's what's that's what's so great. Cause there's so many characters that you can pick and choose your favorites. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you don't like somebody, well then obviously you don't, you don't have to worry about it. Cause there's still a ton of people like on that team. Like the nineties, you had Excalibur, X-Force, X-Men, uh, uncanny X-Men, new mutants, generation yeah. X. I mean, hell yeah. All that stuff that came even X factor. Oh my God. Yeah. Everything that yeah. post all that post like age of apocalypse stuff. And before it, like there was just so many titles and there's so many characters that that's what I enjoyed about reading X-Men in the nineties was there's so many cool characters that you could pick up and you didn't need to worry about mm-hmm. what else is going on in the current Marvel comic universe. Right. You could live in just the X universe mm-hmm. and solely live in there. And then uh, dude, the more like, I know I've talked about it in what we're currently reading, how I'm rereading the uh, 90s Ghost Rider. I I don't care what anyone says. I mean, fight me over this. 90s Marvel is the best Marvel, period. I I mean, literally fight me over that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's X-Men or Ghost Rider or anything, the 90s Marvel is so good. And uh, you even had like in Ghost Rider and in X-Men, you'd have like little, this was something they always did was little four-part like uh, crossovers. So I remember X-Force had a four-part crossover with um, New Warriors. So you'd read like an X-Force issue, New Warriors issue, X-Force, New Warriors. And it was like, that was their way of trying to say, hey, here's a hot title. Hey, jump over and check this one out as well. And like Ghost Rider had a couple of these as well. Um, Oh God, which one did I just read? Oh, with like Spider-Man and Venom. So yeah, it was cool, man. I love 90s, 90s everything, so. But um, yeah, so that's what we got. We got another article here, which is very interesting. And I think it's comic book news, but I think it's going to have implications for TV and movie news as well. So Black Panther Shuri and Killmonger star in Marvel's new Wakanda series. So Black Panther Shuri, Killmonger, and more will star in a new five-issue limited series titled Wakanda, which launches in October from Marvel Comics. So it looks like they're going to do a five-issue limited series, and each issue is going to spotlight a different fan-favorite Wakandan character. Um, But they're also going to have – it's going to be kind of those classic Marvel things where the first part of the issue is going to be about a character, but then it looks like they're going to have like a backup story that will probably run um, like throughout all five that will tie in kind of together, and it's going to be dealing with the history of the Black Panthers. So – kind of a definitive look at all the past Wakandans who had previously been the Black Panther prior to T'Challa for the very first time. So we'll get some past Black Panthers. Um, what do you think about this? Something you'd be interested in reading? Yeah, I definitely, I like it. And they, they talk about like the the backup stories 
being like the history of the Black Panthers, so mm -hmm. kind of like the origins of like how T'Challa became, you know, Black Panther. You're going to have Killmonger is becoming. So I'm really excited to see this because especially what's going on in the current. I mean, I've only read a few of the, the current Black Panther runs, but that's where it's kind of spinning out of. So, you know, what's happening with T'Challa and how he's being exiled and how Shuri's going to still be within Wakanda. But, you know, what's going to happen? Like, you still need to have a structured, you know, a country of sorts. See, so. God. And I think I think this has implication on look, we all know Marvel Comics and the MCU follow pretty close together, right? Like they kind mm -hmm. of mirror each other in a way. And I think obviously with Chadwick Boseman passing and this new Wakanda movie coming out, they're really highlighting other Wakandans because they want to keep that universe, that aspect of the MCU going. So they're like, okay, mm -hmm. look. We got to highlight some of these characters. We got to get them to the forefront because obviously Black Panther, T'Challa, overshadows all of them. So I think this is kind of a strategy on Marvel's part of saying, hey, look, here's there's more to Wakanda than T'Challa. You know what I mean? Yep. Granted, no one's going to beat T'Challa, but you know, there's there's more to do here. So obviously we got Shuri, we got Killmonger. Who are some other characters you think they might highlight? So three more. Uh, they got to have like... Um... What's the other ally that she has? Uh, Tachil, um, Mbaku, possibly. Yeah, Mbaku that's in there. You have, uh, a, not a Koye, I would say a Koye, maybe. Koye, and probably. Then, They're pretty heavy on her. Um, yeah. Akili? Oh, um, his girlfriend, kind of? The, yeah. the war dog? It, it yep. wasn't, uh, something like that. I can't remember her name. I think another yeah, interesting one they could do is Gentle. He's a mutant, an X-Men character. Okay which I think yeah. would be really interesting. He's an awesome character. And then we also saw what Tosin, right? Has been getting a lot of love lately. Yeah. So I think that's why they're doing this series is because of what's happening in, in Black Panther number seven and the continuing stories that's going in John uh, Ridley's ongoing right now. And then obviously this is them kicking this off and kind of it mirroring each other. Mm -hmm. Like stuff that's going to be happening in this Wakanda series is kind of like, from the forefront of, you know, you don't know what you're going to see it with uh, Shuri and then all the backup stories and then what's going on in the main storyline of Black Panther with, of course, like everyone's big hype on Tosin. Right. And for you uh, variant cover lovers out there like Justin, there's an art germ variant, I believe, for. That yeah, I saw it. I don't know, man. Sometimes he just he cannot draw. He cannot draw males. It's not a. Which one is it? The Wakanda? Uh, is it the Killmonger, Killmonger one, one with his yeah. shirt off? Yeah. Yeah, the body's not very proportionate there. He's just not really good at drawing male characters. And that's... that head is small compared to like his shoulders <laughs> and his chest. Like the head is not fit. It kind of looks a little bit yeah. like some Rob Liefeld shit going on there. Mm -hmm. Not to Definitely. such an extreme issue, but yeah, so that'll be interesting to check out the Wakanda one through five in what was it? October, right? Yeah, yeah coming in early October that comes out. Cool. So what, what else we got? You got some articles. So we have right? uh, our next article, you know, skipping over some uh, the comic stuff. We have our TV and movie section. So, uh, of course, kicking it off, we talked about this more recently. You got Paper Girls. We finally had our full length trailer of Paper Girls. And this is coming over from SuperheroHype.com. So past and futures collide in Amazon's full length Paper Girls trailer. Now, if you don't know anything about Paper Girls trail, uh, Paper Girls, the series itself, of course, it's from Image Comics. It is done by Brian K. Vaughn, who, of course, does Saga, one of the greatest ongoing series right now, and artist uh, Cliff Chang back in 2016. And it's, what's crazy is like this started just at the same time that Stranger Things started off. So it's like everybody was just like, oh, this is like a, you know, like hmm. the next Stranger Things, basically. Yeah. Like, So, of course, it's it launched 
uh, around the same time. But it's interesting because it starts in like 1988 and all these girls in the comic version. I'll tell you in the comic version, it's really not too much of a spoiler, but it's like 1988. It's Halloween. Obviously, they're paper girls. And then all of a sudden they this crazy thing happens and they go they go through like almost like a time disbursement, like a time okay. displacement. And like things are happening all over. There's like space invaders and there's like zombies and it's pretty involved. Now, when you go to look at the trailer, uh, which you can go check out, whether it's on YouTube or Venmo, wherever, the trailer kind of shows it where it goes from 1988 and then automatically it jumps to 2019 and they see older versions of themselves or at least one of the characters. I'm guessing you're going to see the other ones. But as the trailer continues, you actually do see a lot of stuff that does show up in the the, the, uh, the comic book series, which mm-hmm. is a lot of like alien tech stuff, a lot of like law enforcement stuff that they have yeah, to look like, like time cops kind of yeah exactly so you know this is definitely going to be an interesting series you know i recently posted that i had two complete runs i recently you know by the time i s- said that i sold one of the runs issues one through 30 and you know we've talked about this before it's 30 issues it's concise it's perfect yeah. this is a series that you know is not going to go long so whether they you know can completely do it in maybe two to three seasons but I'm telling you, man, the, the trailer actually got me, you know, excited for it because I remember reading this series when Brian K. Vaughn first started this. And, you know, the Cliff Chang art is really great. I loved him when he did the Wonder Woman reboot or not rebirth, but the new 52 stuff, which was amazing. So uh, if you get a chance, go check out the trailer for Paper Girls. It, again, it drops on Amazon Prime on July 29th. We've talked about this before. Uh, this four led female group. Very interesting stuff. So. Um, I know Zach, you're not really into it. You haven't started it, but you know, you're, yeah. I know you're big on stranger things and you just finished it up for stranger right. things Four. so I, I mean, I definitely could see out. you and the wife, you know, watching this and not oh, having to worry about knowing anything. I'll definitely watch the show. It looked cool. Like I, I saw the trailer and I thought it was awesome. Um, and of course, anytime I see like a trailer of like a comic book adaptation or something, I'm like, damn, should I read that? You know? Um, and I've heard good things about it over the years. I just never got to it. I love Brian K. Vaughn, um, but you as like someone who's read it and saw the trailer, did you think like, did it look like it's going to stay true to the story? Is it way different than the story or like, way like different a good, so a good far. middle ground? Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's definitely different, but also middle ground because okay. again, like I said, the, the things that you see where there's like an older version of themselves doesn't really happen too much. It's really just the same timeline. It, it doesn't really jump years. Gotcha. It's just things happen in, in the story. But yeah, they immediately show you that right in like the trailer where like right. they see an older version of one of the girls and it's they, they show you in the trailer that jumps from 1988 to 2019. But then, of course, later in the trailer, you finally start seeing like that sci fi that is brought into the comic book itself. Mm-hmm. So I could see that, you know, maybe the series they're going to do both. They're going to, you know, stay true to the comic for a little bit. But of course, you know, add on to what they couldn't do in that 30 issue series. Wait, and is it Amazon or, or Netflix? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Amazon prime. How adult is it? Um, not too adult. Okay. I would say it's exactly, again, it's like stranger things basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I mean, cause you know, when you, when you look at these adaptations and stuff, it seems like more the adult titles go to Amazon. Right. And then more go to like the family friendly ish go to mm-hmm. Netflix. That's why I was curious if it was kind of like an adult type title. No, I don't think so. I, I think you'll, anybody will be able to watch this. Cool. We had another. You want to move on to the uh, your other article? Oh yeah, man. We're always talking Star Wars. I'm so happy ready about for this. this. 
Yeah. <laughs> so this just dropped today over at the Gazette Sci-Fi and Fantasy. So uh, Ahsoka star Natasha Luis Bordizzo teases Sabine Wren role and says her show is the show itself. Of course, Ahsoka is a standalone to Star Wars Rebels. So she's been teasing, of, of course, the upcoming Star Wars spinoff, suggesting the show will be more standalone in nature than we had first anticipated. You know, of course, Star Wars Rebels ended. We always said, are we going to get a sequel to Rebels with Sabine and Ahsoka? Because, of course, what happens at the end of Rebels, I'm not really going to go into it. But, you know, we really wanted to see it, where it's going to leave. Was it going to be another animation or were we going to finally get the live action? But from what we know, of course, at the season two of Mandalorian, you know, we know Rosario Dawson's character, Ahsoka Tano, is looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn which is very clear that they say that this is continuing in the upcoming Ahsoka series. So it's not so much that they're looking for Ezra, but they're looking for Thrawn, which of course probably will lead them to Ezra. Right. But what uh, Natasha says is Sabine is so fearless and brave with so much grace that she still has so many flaws. She's not perfect. She's on her journey. She's making mistakes and it's very high stakes in this galactic war to make these mistakes. So I think this show is going to be amazing. You know, I, of course, watch Star Wars Celebration with Natasha and Rosaria when they did their interview. And the more I look at, and I've rewatched it a few times, the more I look at Natasha, I really see like a more mature adult version of Sabine. And hmm. I think this is going to be amazing, of course, with Dave Filoni backing it uh, for, for Ahsoka, which is going to be coming out sometime next year. So um, big things are coming in 2023. Uh, we, of course, know that season three of Mandalorian is just wrapped for shooting and i know they're doing reshoots because uh katie sackhoff who plays bo katan she was actually supposed to be at the denver fan expo but unfortunately she had to cancel because she was doing reshoots which hey we're fine with right you know yeah get it trying right. to make it better yeah you know it's interesting you know what would be really cool so i in that article it talks about <clears throat> bringing people up to speed on characters like ezra bridger and thrawn how awesome would it be i just i just thought about this when you were reading that how awesome would it be to show flashbacks of straight scenes ripped from Rebels, but live action? You know what I mean? Like literal, literal like recreations of scenes that you saw in Rebels in animation, live action, showing like flashbacks of Thrawn and Ezra. And that, that would be so awesome. Yeah. See, like I would love to see that. And I mean, obviously we've seen it semi with the Obi-Wan series, you know, where they've done the 40-year-old Padawan and Obi-Wan. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in uh, in clone in the the Attack of the Clones era, when he's still a Padawan, so yeah, it would be awesome just to see you know them younger and you know things that have happened, whether it's right. whatever them on uh, Mandalore, them on fighting Maul, but anything you know them hell even like a cameo of like Kanan Jarrus still alive would be awesome. Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. coming as is Kanan? <laughs> nah, oh, dude, I don't know, man. Amazing, be, bro. <laughs> it'd be interesting. That would be so cool. He's got to be like, come on, dude. You already voiced me in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Like, let him, let him come in and just do a live action Kanan. You're never going to see him again. Didn't we see? So last Kanan we saw was what? Bad Batch, right? We saw yeah. Kanan younger, escaping. Yeah, younger. Yeah. yeah, dude. Bring Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan. That'd be awesome. I'm wondering if we're going to see him again. Like, Kanan's still around. Technically, Bad Batch I guess, or something? Or Bad, in Bad Batch. He would still right. be around. I'm trying to think where he would fit in. He would definitely be dead by the time Andor show starts. Yeah. So in Bad Batch season two, he'd probably be in that time frame where he was with like that smuggler he was running around with. Mm -hmm. Because you see um Omega has aged, you know, maybe a couple years. She looks like she's about four years older, four or five years older. 
from Bad Maybe. Batch. Maybe I don't know. How, I don't know the time jump yet. Yeah, yeah. It, she's aged a little bit. Maybe it's maybe a year or two. So same time frame. That would be like when uh, Keenan was running around with that smuggler for a while. Yeah, Maybe definitely. It would, be, them, you know? it would definitely be interesting. And real quick, just speaking of, um, for anybody who doesn't know, speaking of Endor. So of course they have. We talked about this. They're doing two seasons. The first season is a fir- is a full year of Andor, five years that starts five years prior to Rogue One. So all twelve uh, episodes are part of just one year timeline. But then when they go to season two, which they're currently filming, it's part of the four years. It le- every three episodes or four episodes they were saying leads is a year and leads up to Rogue One basically. Oh, so okay. Yeah, really awesome stuff. I cannot wait for for Andor this summer to start. Yeah, because they really pitched it as like season one is going to be almost like two stories where you have Mon Mothma and Cassie and Andor, in like not interacting like, but getting closer and closer and mm-hmm. closer together, and then that you may not even see them interact in the show till like the end of the season, pretty much. Yeah, so it's like parallel stories and like the beginning of the rebellion, which I think is cool. It's like take a slower burn to it. You know what I mean? So. Agreed. That would be awesome. So some other TV slash movie news. So like Justin said, and I mean, it, it bugs me he's not a fan of Stranger Things because <laughs> I just I don't get it because I feel like if he gave it a chance, he would love it. But Stranger Things season four just ended. And I don't know about anyone else listening, but I thought it was the best season so far. It was amazing. Loved season four. Thought it was epic crazy epic loved everything about it and um, i'm not going to spoil anything for it but at the end of season four you get a little stephen king kind of a shout out cameo and you have a character who's reading chapters or reading pages from the book the talisman by stephen king and peter straub so if anyone knows the talisman uh stephen king and peter straub wrote two books the talisman and black house that were a story about a character who can go back and forth between uh, dimensions, so to speak, alternate world called the territories. He's trying to obtain a, an artifact that will save his mother's life. Well, the, the, uh, what are their names? The Duffer brothers who did stranger things are going to be adapting talismans for Netflix, whether in like a, a series format. And I could not be more excited about this. The talisman is an amazing, amazing book. Check it out. It's so good. And then honestly, black house, is almost better in my opinion, which was crazy because the talisman's so great, but mm. I love the Duffer brothers. I think what they did with stranger things and the way they tell their stories is so perfect. Like I love the pacing of their story. I love their character development. They bring in new characters, but they don't overdo the new characters and they have no problem killing people as you'll see in every season of stranger things. So I'm excited. I think the Duffer brothers have, unlimited untapped potential in terms of Netflix. And I know they signed like a whole big deal with them to do both shows and movies um, in terms of like the next couple of years. I don't know how many they're going to be doing or whatnot, but they've got a lot of things coming up and uh, they're going to be freed up too. Cause we only got one more season of stranger things and then they're going to be on to bigger and better things hopefully. But um, one of those things uh, you were going to talk about, right? Yeah. So the other spinoff on top of those two is their, you know, kind of dipping their hat into the world of manga with the uh, adaptation of Death Note. Now, Death Note was a, of course, graphic novel or anime. Of course, it was it ran about 36 episodes uh, way back in the early 2000s. Great, great story. 
Uh, it's all about a high school kid who basically has gets this ability. He gets this notebook called the Death Note and has the ability to kill anybody because of the Shimigami, who is the Death God. So he basically writes their names in the book, and then the Death God goes and kills them however he wishes. Now, we've seen not only the anime back in 2000 and the mid-2000s, but they've done few movies. They've done two you know, overseas movies for Death Note, but more recently they had one on Netflix that released back in 2017, 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And for me, I think it was great. I think it was a good app. You know, you got to realize that you're taking, you know, 36 to 37 episodes of an anime and squeezing it down into an hour and a half, two hour movie. Right. Um, they definitely changed, obviously, some of the things. They introduced different characters, but the best thing, uh, Rook, who is the Death God, the Shimigami, being voiced by Willem Dafoe, it was just absolutely perfect. <laughs> like I, I remember when I saw that trailer, I was just like, I cannot wait for this to hit Netflix. And I probably watched it a few times. Um, so, you know, with them kind of now doing this adaptation, like doing a live action series and being able to expand the world instead of doing, you know, an hour and a half movie to actually doing maybe like 30 to 45 an hour, you know, episodes live action. I think it'd be pretty dope because, you know, we've seen what, what are they called? Like the demogobs. What are those creatures in, in stranger things? Demogorgons. The demogorgons. Yeah. And obviously the, the, also the villain who's in stranger things Four. like there are other shimigamis, other death gods that you see throughout the series that um, some of the other characters actually have. So it's going to be interesting, you know, if they can actually get this to go, whether it's hopefully it's at Netflix, I would think because they already have the Netflix yeah. movie over there. Um, but if you get a chance, I would highly recommend checking out the movie Death Note. It's again, it came out in like 2017, 2018 over on Netflix. And then if you like the movie, go and see the entire series that's on on anime and see what a difference it is and how much they've expanded it because they definitely they definitely take it for a long toll with the, the 30 plus episodes they have for it. Yeah, I mean, these guys do horror really well. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, that's kind of like their their moneymaker, if you will, you know, stranger things has got that horror supernatural fantasy vibe. And then they're going to move forward to, uh, the talisman, which Stephen King, always a little horror. And then death note definitely seems like a kid who's like wishing death upon people is definitely a little <laughs> horror aspect. So, um, Hey man, they know, they know their niche. So mm -hmm. I trust them in that. That sounds awesome. So, um, yeah, so kind of a, short week this week so we're, we're gonna kind of get right into what we are currently reading right yeah what do you got yeah. you start we're recording off? this a little early because of course zach and i are both seeing thor yeah. oh, on, uh, on thursday on you know july 7th so we're recording this on wednesday because uh we obviously neither of us are gonna be able to watch the movie and then record the episode and not spoil it so of course we'd definitely be doing a thor review uh sometime early next week we'll be dropping it we're trying to figure out when we can do it but um kind of i guess you know before we get into what are we currently reading yeah. you know what what are your final thoughts on thor you know how do you what do you see this like do you see this pushing forward into the mcu for phase four or you just see it being like a kind of like a side mission for hmm so yeah. it seems like phase four right phase four yeah. it seems like phase four has been very much about the multiverse right so mm -hmm. this seems like the first i mean look so we've got so Shang, okay, Shang-Chi and Eternals weren't multiversal movies, but we had Spider-Man, we had Doctor Strange, and we have got, you know, Kevin Feige has kind of mentioned that it does seem like the multiverse has kind of been like the theme, right? Loki. Like <laughs> Say what? 
Loki, Loki, yeah, Loki, even Scarlet Witch as well, um, to an to an extent, and then the what if stuff as well. So I don't know, you know, it, it's it's weird because obviously Thor is the last Avenger, top Avenger still around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the top three, the Trinity, if you will. Um, there's been talk as to whether or not Chris Hemsworth will be coming back in the future. He said he's interested as long as like the stories are good and Takiki Watiti are, is like still kind of creating and doing the movies. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know where this movie is going to go. I think it's going to be fun. I think we're obviously it's going to lead a little bit into the guardian stuff. Um, I think my biggest concern, dude, is I think and it's such bullshit. Cause you read these articles be like, Oh, Gore is going to be the, the biggest villain for Marvel. <laughs> I guarantee you, we don't see Gore again after this. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a one-off villain as well. And I think that's kind of the um, the disappointing factor. So Christian Bale's not going to tie himself down to the MCU. It's just not going to happen, bro. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, I'll eat those words if I'm wrong. But what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think it's going to just be a one-off. I don't think this thing is going to really push the MCU forward at all. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, as you know, the thing is... and. Someone just posted this recently on Instagram, I think in the past day or two, they were saying how all the phase four Marvel villains are at the very end, they turn good. You know, they kind of show like signs of good, basically like Shang-Chi's father, obviously Wanda, like she couldn't stay bad the whole time. Uh, The Spider-Man guy. Yeah. The Eternals guy was the, is the fourth one. So it's like, it's just like, there are no villains anymore. (laughs) There's none, bro. There's none. It's the worst. Nobody can just stay true into the end. And, you know, as bad as Sony is, um, you know, Venom, Carnage, like Carnage was bad until the end. Like there was no, like he wasn't turning back. Like he's a serial killer. He's not turning back. So, <laughs> yeah, there's really no redemption for that. Yeah. Uh, Morbius, I guess it's really the kind of the same thing too. But, you know, for Thor, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's just going to be a one-off. I think this is, we're just going to be, you know, I really thought the whole multiverse thing, like I really thought like Jane Foster would actually be coming from like, another earth like i didn't realize that she probably is going to be coming from the you know, 616 yeah the 616 i mean i really think to be honest and this is just pre the movie and we haven't watched it yet i really think i'm going to walk out of that movie annoyed so i think okay so you talk about the characters in this i don't know if we're going to get more we don't know if we're going to get more thor i hmm. don't envision we're going to get more natalie portman i also don't think she's the kind of person or the actress who wants to tie herself down to like long-term contracts with the mcu i think maybe valkyrie is a character that obviously we could see come back um we know there's supposed to be some some hercules we get the like the greek god introduction so possibly this could be about like a jumping off board for a hercules type character mm-hmm. um but yeah, dude, I don't really. What's Natalie really doing? Like, she's not doing anything else. So for her, maybe to come back and like create oh, yeah. the new Avengers, like that all new, all different Avengers. She, I mean, maybe, dude. I, I don't know. I just, I guess the fact that they left her out of like Ragnarok just kind of makes me feel like they didn't really have, or never really brought her back until now, and they didn't really have any like desire for her. Not desire, but I think she kind of was like, yeah, Dark World sucked, and I don't really need to come back. <laughs> yeah. So I think she's just maybe, I mean, they come up with a good enough script possibly, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of with you as well. The more I think about it, like I don't could be just like a little one-off. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll, you'll I everyone it'll be will be fun. listening to us. It'll yeah. Be we're obviously, we'll wait until our, our review. And, yeah. uh, 
how we actually see it, how we actually enjoy the movie or not. So I think you're uh, going to be annoyed as well because you hate all the humor and like the Thor movies have become primarily humorous, mm-hmm. which I think was the biggest like turning point for making Thor interesting in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So I'll yeah. be interested to see what you think. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see once we do our review. Well, we, we won't talk until we do our review. So, okay. So yeah, why don't you lead us off into what you're currently reading? Cause I feel like you might pick some of the books I was possibly going to pick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a, it was a tough week. I, you know, obviously there's, there's definitely a lot out there, but, um, you know, my, my two picks for the week, uh, you know, and they're, they're definitely books I've spoken about before, uh, you know, carnage this week was just absolutely amazing. You know, uh, carnage is still going down that line of being a sadistic, crazy killer. And we're we're expanding into his world, like they show off some dark elf stuff. So they're really going into space with, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on with uh, with with the symbiotes. Like we really don't know. Like they go to the planet of where the dark elves live, and they, he talks about this great war that happened. So you see a lot of the dark elves and how people have fallen. Um, and then by the end of the issue, we get this crazy appearance, like cameo appearance of Spiderling who we have not seen in this thought in the spider reverse or Spider-Man universe in like forever. So the fact that like she comes back, she's now calling herself the pattern maker. Um, kind of, I guess like a Madam web type character, mm-hmm. because that's kind of like the Madam web is she yeah. has the ability to see, you know, the strands of times like past, present and future. Um, she brings the person who's throughout this series with them. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the titles that I'm currently reading. I, I just love reading Carnage like every month. And I may be taking this from you, but uh, Ghost Rider number four, man. No, damn. These are your picks? These are not what I thought you were going to pick. Yeah, right? man. Okay. I, I loved you know, the just the opening like first two pages on Ghost Rider were pretty wild. Like, I really think cool. uh, Johnny, you know, th- this series has been completely different than any other Ghost Rider series that I've yeah. read. I, you know, it's very it's really almost like Constantine supernatural. It's very horrible. It feels like supernatural. The show too. Did you watch that? Yes. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is. Like, I feel like that's where they're going with it, especially with, um, I can't think of her name. Who's in the issue. The, the chick with the black hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Um, she does like these, like, yeah, she does like these satanic, you know, rituals that are almost like right out of, you know, Constantine Mm -hmm. or just the way they're, they're hunting, you know, uh, Johnny blaze. So, interesting stuff i definitely think this is a great series this is a great reboot for for johnny blaze because we really haven't had an ongoing for ghost rider like this in a long time and it's yeah. some epic it's some epic art man yeah I think, the art uh, is great smith is is a uh, i can't think of his name i know is uh cory smith that's right because he's the one who's been doing it so absolutely amazing man I, I love ghost rider and i'm not a big ghost rider fan so yeah, the last we saw Johnny Blaze, he was like the king of hell. And there was like yep. a little mini series. I think it was one through 11 or something. Ed Brisson wrote it. It was great. I loved it. And it was when you had like um, the spirit of corruption where Danny Catch became the spirit of corruption. It was a really cool storyline. Um, so we haven't seen Blaze in a while. I'm liking it too. I, I really am. I just, I kind of want it to get somewhere. Um, like, so what's kind of going on? And it hasn't really. Uh, hasn't really touched on any previous Ghost Rider lore yet, which I'm kind of hoping for. And I, I, I did you notice this? This kind of bums me out too. The solicitation for the next issue, it, it always, it's all, it's like oh, Ghost Rider versus Wolverine, and I hate it when they do shit like that because it makes <laughs> me feel like 
they don't think the title can is good enough on its own. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, oh, we need to bring a character in to boost sales or something like that, which worries me because then I'm like, well, great. This it's not selling well and maybe it won't be ongoing for very long. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, I'm, it's maybe interesting. The, the cover has I think I've seen the cover it had like Moon Knight in it. Oh, um, I think so. It's two issues. I think the next yeah. issue they're race. He's racing. Yeah. With like Moon Knight, Black Widow and someone else, I think. Almost looks it. like Hawkeye, but I yeah. don't know if it is. But yeah, that's that's the next issue. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's what they they talk about this rally at the right. end. Yeah, yeah, with that carnival oh. and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. those are my picks. I don't know what you thought I was going to pick, but I can't wait to think what. Man, well, so if you're not going to pick it, I'm I'm going to talk ahead, about man. it. I don't know. Well, that's why we don't we don't talk before we um, go live. <laughs> okay, so damn, so that changes what my top pick is going to be. So then my honorable mention, which was going to be my top pick. My honorable mention is Basilisk number nine. Um, I'm really liking this title um, written by Colin Bunn. I think it's a lot of fun. It's awesome. It's about like these, it's hard to explain. It's about these five characters who kind of are like supernatural type characters who all mm-hmm. represent the five senses. They all have these powers. And as they kind of, it's almost has a vibe of like um, Highlander as well. So as you kill one of them, you adopt their power. And it seems like we got a little bit more information on this recent issue on like what's kind of happening. And it's building towards last man standing becomes this chimera who owns all the powers and stuff. So we're getting a little bit more lore on it. I've really enjoyed it. I like Colin Bunn. Um, I think he's a great writer, especially when he does like the horror type aspect story. So check out Basilisk. It's really cool. But um, my pick of the, are you, are you reading Basilisk? I read the first story arc. Okay. And I remember we talked about it way, way, way long time ago. Um, yeah. But I have it took a I break stopped. for a while. Yeah, that's what happens. Is like I, I get the first story arc, and then I forget that it picks back up. Yeah. And I don't even know how long it's going to go. So, right. If it goes a long time, I may probably pass on the rest. But if it's going to be maybe on a shorter time, I'll probably end up picking it up and just uh, getting all the back issues like cheap. So then my pick of the week is going to be man, I cannot believe you didn't pick this. Is Batman one twenty five? So. The Chip Zdarsky run. I thought about it. Believe me, I thought about it. Did you like it? It was awesome, right? Yeah, it was definitely awesome. Very interesting. And then, oh, sorry, honorable honorable mention as well, which I thought you were going to pick this too, and you didn't, was the Joker 15, rounding out the uh, James Tinian storyline. Oh, I didn't read it yet. Oh, man, it's good. Yeah, I did so not finish. That, as the, that's that one story. of the few books that I need to finish. I, uh, there's a couple DC books that I didn't finish. Yeah, that Joker run was, was really good. Really, really good. Yep. Awesome Joker story. Anyway, Batman 125 starting this new run by Chip Zdarsky. Um, damn, I don't know how much spoilers I want to get into it. I'll, I'll stay spoiler free. Anyway, you get Batman coming out the gate. Um, he's a little different, not or not different. He's the same, but it's, he's got. You can tell the tone is. There's a tone of loss for Batman in this, where he's not. He's broken a little bit, and I love the introduction or not reintroduction. I loved you had Tim Drake show back up as Robin. Um, you have the death of one of the top five Batman villains of all time um, in this issue, which was crazy and kind of going to kickstart the way things are going for this run. You also had the introduction cameo first appearance of who who's going to be, I guess, the ongoing villain supposedly for Chip Zdarsky's run for the yeah, foreseeable future. Yeah, for failsafe. So we don't know much about this character at all, and I don't want to spoil anything about what happens, but check it out. I mean, if you're not reading Chip Zdarsky's runs on Daredevil and things he's done recently, like you're missing out. Like he's he's hitting the ground running in my opinion right now. Kind of one of the top writers right now. 
Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah, no, no. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just didn't want to. I, I just thought the other the, the Marvel books were interesting enough picks. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm reading the Carnage and the Ghost Rider as well. I'm, not, I'm liking them as well, but I thought that Batman was super cool. So that's what we got for what we are currently reading. And, uh, and we usually end the show with what we're currently reading, but lucky for you, we got a new episode of Miller Watch. So as you know, we like to talk about Ezra Miller. It's Miller time And I'm feeling fine So yeah, so welcome back to Miller Watch. This article isn't really highlighting his recent troubles so much as fan casting who could possibly replace him as Barry Allen in the DCEU. Now, Justin, before, I don't, have you read this article? Have you seen? No, I have not. Take a guess. Who do you think people are saying should, should, if you were just, and bro, I, I, if you guess. Other than um, Grant Gustafson, right? Other than like the TV version of Flash? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Think, bro. Okay. Let me give you a hint. Think so outside the box. So outside the box. Um, Wow. So outside. Can you give me one more hint? Okay, this might give it away, but Umbrella Academy. Oh, Klaus? No, but not bad. I figured he kind of looks like him. Elliot Page. Shut up. <laughs> I swear to God. So Elliot Page fans rally around casting him as Ezra Miller's Flash replacement. So it's kind of went on, on Twitter. People were posting pictures of uh, Elliot Page next to flash and saying, so some of the quotes are just want to take this moment to say Elliot page would make a great Barry Allen in case there's ever a need to, you know, cast a new flash for whatever reason. Now the person goes on to say, I feel like some people are just fan casting Elliot page as the flash because they like him and want to get rid of Ezra Miller. But I genuinely think he could pull it off. Um, what else? What I think uh, Ezra Miller is going to go after Elliot page now. <laughs> Dude. So, you know, people go on to talk about obviously um someone said so this art or this quote says saw someone mention that the flash should be recast as Elliot Page earlier and now I'm obsessed with the idea. Not only does it keep a gender queer actor in the role, but Elliot's no stranger to superhero outings, X-Men and Umbrella Academy and is great all around. So, you know, I don't know. I know. I'm going to I'm, I'm immediately going to say no and it has no other reason than I just don't think, I don't think you do. I, we've talked about it. I don't think you, if you get rid of Barry Allen, bring in Wally West, bro. Like move on. Yeah. Um, just do a flashpoint and bring in, and bring in Wally. Like, yeah. That's how you need to do it. I don't think you recast. It, it's always going to be bumpy recasting Ezra Miller, like any character, especially such a mainstay character like this, you know, like, like the flash, you can't just seamlessly move on to another casting. And I don't know. I mean, I like Elliot Page well enough in Umbrella Academy. It was not bad, but nah, I don't think he can, can take the Flash character. Uh-uh. So, thought that was interesting. Thought we'd speak on it and a little bit of Miller watch, but you know it's bad when they're already like recasting. <laughs> You're like, this dude's done, bro. Like, so I still think that thing I that uh that reel I sent to you guys in the in Instagram chat of uh, liar liar where it's uh, he picks up the <laughs> yeah. phone and he's stop like stop stop breaking the law asshole I think that's the best thing because that's the truth it's like WB yelling at him every time 
<laughs> so as of now, the flash is still stated for a theatrical release of June, 2023, despite lead actor Ezra Miller's multiple arrests and mounting controversies. So all the proceeds will be going to uh, the families that yeah, yeah domestic abuse. And yeah, <laughs> I, I told you, I, like, I, like I told you, I think, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think if something, if there's some form of a homicide or a suicide that's involved with this story, I think that'll, that'll kill this movie. Well, again, have to wait and see. We still have that going on. Yeah. So we'll keep updating you on Miller watch, but uh, as of now, that's all we've got this week. Thank you for tuning in season two, episode 27. Uh, this will be airing on July 8th, right? July 8th. Mm -hmm. Friday morning, you can find us always on Apple iTunes. If you want to switch over, check us out on Spotify, Amazon Prime, Anchor FM. You can always find us on Instagram, the Comic-Con Podcast, or at Nemesis underscore Prime and Milton the Manimal on Instagram as well. Also, feel free to send us any emails, questions, voice memos on the Comic-Con Podcast at gmail.com, and we will definitely answer them in an upcoming episode. So, um, Justin, anything else? Nope, that's it. Enjoy uh, the weekend. Hopefully everyone gets a chance to see Thor. Um, we are closing in on Terrificon. We will definitely be doing a Thor review. So yeah. um, we'll be spoiler heavy. Um, that's it. Yeah, we'll probably drop yeah, that on week. Monday. That's typically when we do that, right? Yeah, Monday, yeah. Tuesday, whatever we feel. Yeah. Whenever we get a chance to actually record it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's all we got this week. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll check you guys later. Yeah.